Good evening, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to our midweek meeting this evening. Good to see everyone has joined with us. And uh, as some of you may know, our pastor did return safely from Romania, but he's uh, speaking at a meeting in Newton Ards tonight. So it befalls my lot to be up here. But we're going to commence uh, tonight by singing hymn 510, How I Praise Thee, Precious Saviour. All the hymns that we're singing tonight are fairly well known, so let's really uh, do our very best as we praise the Lord.
Well, I don't know what that sounded like down where you were, but up here it really sounded good. That was good, real good singing. I've got a prayer request or two that I want to leave with you just before we come to open our, our meeting in prayer. Uh, many of you will remember uh, Mrs. Romina Davison, who would have worshipped with us here in the past from time to time. And uh, tonight, Romina is very ill. Uh, and uh, in fact, the Reverend Park, I think, was at the hospital today and, and spent some time with the family. And so we would like to, you to remember her sister in prayer and her family also. Do remember the Reverend Park as well. He is preaching in Newton Ards, uh, and I know he would value your prayers. He's carrying a very heavy cold and a cough, and I was speaking to him going up the road, and I know he really would appreciate our prayers this evening. It is an engagement he needed to go ahead with. It's a special week of meetings, uh, but he really is a little bit under the weather. But no doubt the good Lord will give him help and grace. So let's all come now to prayer. Let's all pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank thee for another time when we can gather as thy people in the place of prayer. We thank thee, Lord, that it is possible for us to have that access right into the very presence of God Almighty through the precious shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we come tonight with his name upon our lips. O oh Lord, we come boldly to thee because we have that access and it is possible for us to come to thee. We come, Lord, as children unto a father and we seek thy face tonight and O oh Lord, thou knowest the need of each and every one whose head is bowed here in our presence tonight. And Lord, we thank thee that we come to a God who can meet all our needs. No, oh Lord, we just pray especially for our sister Rabina tonight. We pray that thou wilt be with her, that thou wilt be with her family during this time of challenge and difficulty, Lord. We just pray that thou wilt bless them, that thou wilt draw near. Remember the Reverend Park as well as he uh, speaks at that meeting in Newton Arts tonight. We pray that thou will be with him, give him help and physically, and, O oh Lord, we pray that he will be a blessing to those who will be gathered there. O oh Lord, we just pray for us as we meet here together. We thank, Lord, of this special night as we hear reports on Romania. We pray, Lord, that thou wilt give help to those who will bring those reports. We pray, Lord, that thou wilt bless and encourage our hearts as we see the work that is going on there in that land. And, O oh Lord, we pray that we'll be challenged and exercised even to pray more for those who uh, need thy salvation so much, Lord, even in that foreign land. Lord, we pray as well tonight for Jerusalem. Lord, thou hast told us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And, Lord, we pray for Israel tonight that thou wilt step into that situation and bring peace to that land. And Lord, what we pray for that country, we also remember Ukraine as well. And we think of our friends who are gathered with us here tonight and how the situation there weighs heavily upon their hearts. And oh Lord, we pray that thou wilt bring peace to that land also. And so Lord, as we meet together here as a people tonight, we pray that thou wilt bless us. And not just here, but we pray that you'll bless in Newton Ards and in every other place where thy people meet together to seek thy face tonight. And as we come to our time of prayer, O oh Lord, help us to pray. O oh Lord, help us to seek thy face and call upon thee that thou wilt come and bless this work here on Hebron and bring us even a mighty revival. 
For we ask it for thy name's sake. Amen. We're going to continue to praise the Lord with uh, hymn 515. Is your life a channel of blessing? Is the love of God flowing through you? And that was that was good singing. 
I'd like to welcome you all once again to our meeting tonight, and not only to those who are gathered with us here, but those who are listening in or tuning in on Sermon Audio, Facebook, and YouTube. As mentioned earlier, the Reverend Park is preaching in Newton Ards, and uh, the subject he's speaking on tonight are questions that matter, so do remember him as he takes that meeting on Newton Ards tonight. Tomorrow night is Youth Fellowship. And again, the, the speaker is the Reverend Park. I'm not sure what his topic or his subject is tomorrow night, but young people do make an effort to come along to the Youth Fellowship and hear what the pastor has to say. Lord's Day begins with the early morning prayer meeting at 8 o'clock, followed by the Sunday school at 10.30 and the Bible class at 10.45. And Mervyn will be continuing uh, his studies in the book of Acts, chapter 16, uh, on Sunday morning. Worship service is 12 noon, and again, our own pastor will be with us on the Lord's Day. And do remember the gospel service at 7 o'clock, and the prayer time before that at 6.30. Now, I have a special announcement here, uh, and giving you some notice ahead. On Monday, the 6th of November, uh, there is a recording, an LTBS recording in, in Lurgan. And uh, we do need a congregation from Balamone uh, to attend that event, that recording. And I'd really like to encourage you, uh, if at all possible, to go on, on that night. Recently, our session and committee uh, were invited to view the new facilities that LTBS has purchased in uh, Ahokal. And I must say they are very, very impressive. We were really encouraged. And LTBS is trying to encourage the local congregations in this area to uh, really take a real interest in, in the work because we will now be one of the, the neighboring churches to the new facility. So I would encourage as many as possible uh, to go on Monday the 6th. This will probably be the last recording that we will do in Lurgan and hopefully going forward we'll just have to go up the road to Ahokal so it will be a bit, a bit nearer hand. Now, I did say earlier that uh, we are, this is a special Romanian night uh, in a way because it is the, our prayer meeting when we do remember missionary work and revival in particular. But as many of you will know, uh, there was a group who were out in Romania. They just returned uh, safely on Tuesday and uh, we're delighted that some of the members of that group are able to be with us tonight and to give a report on, on that work. And... Uh, I think we will have as well a report from our pastor, although he's not here, he's uh, managed to put together a report uh, on the work that they did as well. So I'm going to ask uh, one after the other, uh, just Jamie to come up first, followed by Sean, and then Philip gets to the last. I never like being the last in something like this because you always find that the other people have said everything that you were going to say, but I'm sure Philip will still have plenty to say. So Jamie, you can, you can come first. Mr. Park asked us to do a short report on our trip through Romania. I could talk all night about what we did, but I'd like to share just a couple of things that I personally enjoyed about the trip. But first, I'd like to thank Mr. Park for organising the trip. There's a lot of hard work that goes on behind the scenes to these trips, including getting down to the airport 
And we thank Robin and Samuel for doing this for us. We really do appreciate giving up your time. I'd also like to thank the interpreters, Grazie, Lucci and Ellie from Bethany Baptist and Timishwara. If it wasn't for them, we'd find it really hard communicating. We also got to know them over the week and had some great fellowship. This was my second time in Romania as I went out in February this year. This visit was a little more relaxed, but we still had plenty to do to visit all the different projects that we're currently involved in supporting. Firstly, we visited the Deborah House on a Wednesday. This is my first time meeting these girls, such lovely girls. We sang some courses with them and shared the gospel. We also made up over 200 shoeboxes. The girls really enjoyed doing this. Later, we'll be able to take the girls into Timishwara, into the mall, to get McDonald's. And it was great to be able to get talking with them. You know, these girls have had a tough life before they come into Deborah House, and they should bring our prayers until they get saved. Though a young, young lady at the end of our trip, um, before we left, asked Mr. Park if she could know more about Jesus. This is so encouraging, and so do pray for her, please. The second place that was a particular highlight of mine was Moldovanoa. We took a long two and a half hour drive from Tamaswara. We went to meet with the families and their colonies. They showed us around their homes, as you've seen in the pictures. But unfortunately, you don't know how bad these people are living. Such terrible conditions. You wouldn't keep your cattle in there. There's pigs over here living in better conditions. But saying that, the children are lovely. Jumping in your arms, holding your hand just look and love, and it was great to be able to spend time with them for the short time we were there. We gave out shoeboxes to them that we made up in Deborah House, and this was great to see their faces light up for some of the most basic items. It really made it worth it. We took the kids on a speedboat ride, which they loved, on the River Danube. They really enjoyed that. Next, we transported the kids, about 45 of them, down to the local church, and some adults. Some adults had to stay with the kids at the church to supervise. Well, let's just say one thing. I don't think me or Sean will be taking up child mind anytime shortly because 18 kids and the interpreter was absolute chaos. But we managed to pull through. Mr. Park brought a short word after and then we walked down the road for, 60, for pizza for 60 people in the local restaurant. It was great to see the children get fed as some maybe hadn't been eating for days. i tell you, there wasn't much pizza left after we finished. There's a great need for a Roman pastor in Moldova We were just talking between ourselves, um, and I think the best way of helping these people is getting somebody on the ground that can bring them the gospel weekly and getting the kids' education. I think if a Roman man could get saved in the colony, it would be key to changing the tradition and cycle that just goes on from generation to generation. There's just one wee verse I want to leave with you now that I think is relevant for this here. And it's found in Psalm 41, verse 1. Blessed is he that considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Thank you. Well, I would just like to say a word of thanks to, to Mr. Fark before I start for all his organisation. As Jamie says, there's a lot goes on behind the scenes that we know nothing about. And if you had been there when we arrived, even in Moldovanoa that first day, just to see the love that the kids have for Mr. Park, 
that would have brought a tear to your eye. They just ran. They were hanging on to his legs, and he was lifting them up and hugging them, kissing them. They're really lovely children, but they have very little in this, uh, in this life as far as worldly goods is concerned. They have the clothes probably that's on their back. That's all they seem to have. I don't know whether they ever take them off. They probably sleep in them. The conditions that they're living in is horrendous. And I, I knew it was bad. I'd seen many pictures that Mr. Park had sent before, but I never realized that the kids were living in such a terrible situation. But anyway, we went, whenever we arrived with them, we were, took, we were invited to go into their homes. Like, and they, haven't, they have not, nothing in their homes. There's maybe a, a, a settee or a, a bed, and that is that. I seen one, house, one of the houses were in, there was a wardrobe in it. But where their clothes is, where anything is in the house, you, you wouldn't know. I don't know. Honestly, don't know how they live. But uh, they, they seem to get on. They seem to get on okay. They just have uh, a tradition of the way, that, the way they live. They sit about and the winds runs look about like wild. They're like hares. Uh, but they, they, uh, they seem to manage okay. We took them shoeboxes, as Jimmy said, and gave them out, and their face lit up when they were getting, as, as Jimmy says, the simplest things. But uh, we took them in, uh, <coughs> we took them then on the boat trip, and uh, they enjoyed that. Then we went back to the church, and we, we, we looked after them there till they got them all. There was two or three bus runs had to, to get them all back, and Jimmy, as he said, we were herding them like sheep to try to keep the men off the road. But uh, we had a meeting for them there, and some of the parents came from the uh, colony up there in Maldivanoa, or up in the Roma colony. Some of the parents came, and they listened. Mr. Park presented the gospel to them. And then, as Jimmy says, we took, them to, took it to the restaurant, and they got pizzas. But these, these uh, people need a lot of prayer, and uh, they, need, they, need a, a, they need a pastor. They need somebody to, to uh, speak, speak to them on a regular basis and tell them the way of salvation. Uh, you would know a difference, even the lady on this colony that did get saved. There's a joy in her heart. You would see a smile on her face. But it will not be easy, her living among all these people just on her own. And we would just pray that even there would be a man would come and get saved among them people. And he would be even able to maybe control the young people a wee bit better. Uh, they're, they're not easy. There's some of them teenagers and they wouldn't be easy to control. But maybe if there was a man would get saved and if we could pray to that end that the Lord will save uh, a young a, a pastor to, to lead the work there. We went to the prison as well on the Friday, the juvenile prison. These young men are all in prison, and it would break your heart to see it because they're locked up for 23 years a day. They're allowed one hour out in the day, and that's, that's tough going. They neither have televisions nor internet or anything. And they're just looking out through the bars at us. We, whenever we went, normally whenever you would go, Mr. Park said that there would maybe be a group, maybe a 50 or 60 people would come. But this time, 
they were only allowed a small group to come. There might have been 12 or 15 boys came and they sat at the table across from us. We just sat down at a table and they sat down just across from us. And there is a man there visits them boys most weeks and shares the gospel with them. And there were one of the young boys was able to quote John 3 and 16. And it was even encouraging to know that we didn't understand what he was saying, but he, he, they said that's what it was. He, was, he, was, he learned the verse of scripture off by heart. But uh, the, we, went, we went then, we went, Mr. Park shared the gospel with them young people and explained the way of salvation to them. And they listened and listened well. We sang choruses. And then uh, we moved to the, the woman's end of the prison. And there were young girls in there, teenage girls, girls in their 20s. And uh, they sang the choruses again. And Mr. Park shared the gospel with them. Told them about the gift of salvation, the gift, and he had a he had a box and a gift in it, and he offered the gift to them to see who would come and take it. And he said that was just the way salvation was. It was simple and plain like that. There, all you had to do was receive the gift of God's salvation. We pray you'll pray for these girls. There was one of those girls that was in that home, had two young children at home. One, I think, she said there was three, and the other was two, but she never sees the children because they're she's in prison. Just pray even that the word that was spoken that they might come and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That was uh, on the Friday we went there and then uh, we went to a wee school in Rashid. We went down there and we presented the gospel to them, all them children. There were, I can't remember how many children, maybe 60 children in that school. And it was a sort of special needs school. But the children, this, that man, I say, goes into the prison. He goes into the school as well every week and presents the gospel. And them children were singing choruses. And then we sang choruses and they sang along with us. And then again, Mr. Park uh, preached, preached the gospel to them as well. What we need to do for these people is pray for they're just in a rut and they just go on from generation to generation. And... The, the man doesn't work and I don't know where they get any money from and they, some days seemingly they maybe never eat they maybe don't eat for three days but we need to pray that that God would send a man even to this Roma community and be a, a, a witness to them day and daily in that, in that place uh, we had a great time as well with the girls in the Deborah house that day and the, the house parents has been there for 15 years looking after these children, a man and his wife. And they have three children of their own. And then there's maybe 10 girls in that home. And there's maybe 10 in the other house. We visited the both homes. But that man and his wife deserves a medal for the work that they do among them girls. And the girls as content and they're safe from there but we would pray that even before whenever they come to the age 18 they have to leave the home so we would pray that before they even come to the age 18 that many of them will get saved and they'll be walking with the Lord before they leave that home I'll just leave a wee verse with you here it's in John 
1 John 3, But whosoever hath this world's goods, and seeth his brother having need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from them, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Thank you. Well, thanks to Jamie and Sean. You know, we were getting all organised last night and I was going to say this and Jamie was going to say, or somebody was going to say this, somebody was going to say this and somebody was going to say this and we were all well organised and then at the last minute somebody couldn't do it and then at the last minute somebody stepped up and said, now we will do it. So at half ten we decided, look, let's just go for it. Jamie goes first, Sean goes second and I'll sweep up at the end. So... <laughs> We hope that we cover everything, but I think, I think these two men had done very well and have covered basically the four places, which is the Roma people, uh, the prison, the wee school, and the Deborah house. But um, just before I start, you know, we had a lot of fun. There were times we laughed, and then there were times whenever we were holding back the tears, and sometimes we couldn't even hold back the tears. Whenever you just contemplated what you were, where you were, the conditions that people were in, the choices that people had made, especially the ones in the prison where young people had made bad choices, they had got them into situations that they did not want to be in, and there these, especially young girls, they're sitting there, some of them mothers, locked up for 23 years a day and nobody cares about them. And... Uh, that especially really spoke to me and how important it is that somebody goes and speaks to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a man, and I'll mention it later on in my prayer request. With some laughs too, uh, language was always a challenge for me. Even the English language, my wife will <laughs> tell me. I've been practicing all day how to say Malta Vanoa. <laughs> so anyway, I think I got that right. But anyway, so... Uh, English was always a challenge, but me and Sean and Jamie usually would have pulled about together. And Matthew, and Matthew, if you're watching tonight, I'm not going to say anything wrong about you, and you're welcome to the meeting. Matthew Payton. Now, when he comes here, don't call him Patton. We made that mistake. Whenever you read his name, you think it's Patton. It's not. That's an insult. It's Matthew Payton. But that's just a heads up. So anyway, um, we're standing one day at the counter, and we're going to order food, you see. And Jamie's standing and Sean's standing. I'm standing, you see, in this big uh, counter and all these uh, filled baps and all these different things. And uh, the guy at the back of the counter, obviously, was Romanian, could not speak English. And I could hear Jamie saying, give me one of them there, look, but I didn't want any of that letters or stuff in it. <laughs> and that's the way he said it. Well, the man just stared at him. So then Jamie repeated it. <laughs> but anyway, Jamie got what he wanted. And uh, he got his bap. We know less. So it was good, it was good fun at times. But um, before we left, uh, the day before we left, part of my reading uh, was uh, in Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10. And it said, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, 
do with all thy might. And I thought it was a very appropriate verse to read on the day before you leave to uh, see the mission field. And you know, that wee word findeth, you know, to find something you have to look. And this is maybe what I left in my heart and leave with your hearts tonight. Are we looking for something to do for the Lord Jesus Christ? Because if we look, we will find. And if we find something to do for the Lord, if you do it with all your might, then your reward will be great. And that's promised in God's word. So I just want to leave some prayer requests with you. Uh, and there's, there's many, there's hundreds of prayer requests, but I sort of just had 10 here on a headline uh, just to see, or just to basically cover most aspects of the work. Uh, and the first thing I would like you to pray for is pray for Via and his wife as they uh, continue to be parents at the Deborah House. There's two Deborah Houses, Deborah House 1, Deborah House 2, and they stay at Deborah House 1. But as Sean has really said, uh, we, 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 need, we would need more workers at the Deborah House. And uh, Via and his wife is key to that work over there. So pray that he will get help at the Deborah House. It's a tremendous work. Lovely girls hear the gospel, and some of them have gone on to be even doctors. Uh, and there's a lot of encouragement there, but the key to that work is, is the house parents, and money can't buy that. Uh, God needs to speak to somebody else's heart about leading that work, or helping Via lead that work at Deborah House. Um, the second prayer request is um, to pray for the girls at the Deborah House. Whenever we went to the Deborah House, um, as always, Mr. Park um, had us a wee meeting and we sang choruses and we shared the word and as always uh, they sat and listened to every single word and uh, it was a great opportunity to show our kindness number one but also to spread the gospel and as James already said there's one wee girl who's concerned and wants to speak to Mr. Park more about um, spiritual things and this was very very encouraging so pray for Pray for the girls. Uh, we're not going to remember all their names. There is one that sticks out in your mind because whenever you go there, there's ones that you get attached to. But just pray for them uh, as, a, as a group of girls that they'll hear the word and they'll respond to that word. Um, also, pray for Doru. Uh, Sean mentioned the wee man that went to, uh, or was worked down in the, the school and he also goes to the prison. And Doru is a great wee man. He loves the Lord. And uh, down in the school, he seems to be the key man. And as we done the wee meeting, uh, and as we sang, he was involved there, interpreting, and also leading the, 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 the choruses with the children. And then Doru, he goes and he visits the, the, the prison and spreads the gospel with the prisoner, the prisoner who's then made it there. Pray for the boys and girls uh, in the B school. Uh, these kids, some of them have special needs, some of them just come from terrible backgrounds, but they all have a greater need, and that's the need of salvation. So pray for the boys and girls at the school and the rest of the staff there. Also pray for the prison ministry. Uh, out of all the, the things I saw uh, when I was away, probably the prison 
ministry was the one that spoke to me most of people that really needed to hear outcasts of society really and uh, just pray for them young men and young women again the men have told you it was Sean Ross and Jamie had said that 23 years ago, I think it was Sean, said 23 years out of 24, they're locked in a room. And as we walked out of the prison, and you walked through the courtyard of the prison, you were able to see a small window just about this size and two or three bars and young people's faces looking out through all them windows. Some of them people we didn't meet because uh, it was too dangerous to let them all out. But that, that, that is in my mind when I, when I think back at Romania, just them kids, rows of kids looking out through bars. So pray for them and pray for Doru as he endeavours to spread the word of God uh, regularly with them. Pray for <coughs> Florica. Florica is a woman that uh, Sean mentioned that was saved, uh, knows the Lord as her saviour in the Roma community down in Moldovanoa. Pray for her. <coughs> she is the only saved person that we understand down in that whole community. And uh, we do see a change in her. And uh, she's a lovely lady. She has nine kids. And uh, she has nothing of this world at all. Uh, and the men have already told you, there's just nothing there. They just live from day to day. And it is her tradition. Uh, they seem to be relatively happy. Uh, but pray that a male person of that community will get saved because I think that would have a massive influence uh, on that whole, that whole community. So I think that's been a burden in all our hearts that um, some man from the, the Roma community uh, would get saved. Um, also pray for Bethany Baptist Church. You know, we, we met some wonderful Christians from over there. Uh, Lucci and his wife and little John and the pastors of the church down there, Graziella, lovely people. Uh, and I can see how that Mr. and Mrs. Park has been attracted to them and gets on so well with them uh, and enjoys fellowship with them because they're really, really nice people. They came to the hotel two nights and uh, we had a time of fellowship. They sang and uh, there's a wee girl played the violin and it was really, really good fellowship. We really, really enjoyed it. And it, it gave us energy for the next day on both occasions. And then we were down uh, at the, the church uh, both times on the Sunday. And all the Deborah House girls came into the church. And uh, it's great to see a church over there in the middle of that great site of Timisoara. And it's thriving. And there's a lot of young people. And the gospel's been preached faithfully. And... Uh, that church was built, I suppose, mostly by Ulster money uh, through your brother Barnes. Uh, so remember that church. Remember the pastors there. Rem remember the young people, uh, little John, Lucci, and the ones that were involved over there. And then last but not least, I want you to remember Mr. and Mrs. Park. I'm sure Mrs. Park won't want me to be speaking about her up here. I'm not going to say anything bad about her. But we really, really enjoyed their company. And we thank them very much for leading the group. And... It was like running behind your dad all the time. He was, you sort of left it to Mr. and Mrs. Park to organize things. And we had a relatively easy time. But you can very quickly see the burden that Mr. and Mrs. Park has for these people. <clears throat> and with that burden then brings responsibilities. And even since we come home, 
There has been requests from the colony, the Roma people. Uh, a wee girl got burnt just today, I think it was this morning. And Mr. Park had to make some phone calls, got the, the girl maybe to the hospital, Mrs. Park, is that right? Maybe not to the hospital, but got her medicines, got her whatever she needed, and was sorting all that out in the background. So Mr. Park has a heavy burden to carry. He does attend to them very, very well. And I just pray for Mr. and Mrs. Park as they uh, uh, carry on the work that they're involved in in Romania. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jamie and Sean and Philip, for bringing those reports to us. Certainly, they've given us plenty of things that we can pray for when it comes to our prayer time tonight. And I think they've been blessed, and I think we've all been blessed as we listen. We have a musical item, but we are going to have uh, one tonight. And before you start panicking, I'm not going to sing. Uh, but we have a violinist who is going to uh, play for, for us. Philip mentioned uh, a little girl called Lois, or she's not a little girl, she's a teenager, but uh, she played uh, for them, and we have a recording of it, and we're going to play that to you now. So this is a, a special treat we're having tonight uh, at our midweek service. So hopefully the technology works here, and we'll press the buttons and let's hope it all happens.
Dan. Uh, that's tremendous. The Lord has certainly blessed Lois with tremendous uh, skill to play that instrument. I remember a violin being played in our house many years ago and it didn't sound anything like that. Uh, but I'll not uh, tell you which one of my daughters was, uh, <laughs> was trying it. But anyhow, uh, we were going to sing uh, that hymn, When Peace Like a River Attendeth My Way. But our time is moving on and we do want to have time to come to prayer tonight. And we are going to hear as well from our pastor. So I think we'll skip over uh, that hymn very quickly. And we'll move on to a video report from the Reverend Park. Uh, he hasn't had a lot of time since he came back. There's been a lot going on, but he has managed uh, to put together uh, a video report for us to watch to that there. I'm so glad I'm able to join with you tonight at the prayer meeting and Bible study albeit through this video. I want to read a few verses from the book of Job, verses that I've been thinking about in recent times, from Job chapter 29, and just five verses from verse 12. Because I delivered the poor that cried, and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him, the blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My judgment was as a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind and feet was I to the lame. I was a father to the poor and the cause which I knew not I searched out. Amen. May the Lord be pleased to, to bless his word to our hearts. I want to thank the group for coming to Romania. Each person had their personal contribution to make as we visited various places in our outreach to precious souls, especially the poor and Roma community. I want to thank family members and friends who made financial contributions which permitted us to help the poor of Romania. There are texts which continually flood my mind when I think of the work we do in Romania among so many poor and needy people. My signature text is Psalm 41, verse 1. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. But I also think of the words of Job in Job 29, verse 12, when the patriarch declared, I delivered the poor that cried and the fatherless and him that had none to help him. Then I was thinking just recently about Solomon's words, in Proverbs 21 and verse 13. Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. That really challenged me. Let us be careful how we treat the poor, what our response is to those in need. If we shut our ears to them when they cry to us for help, God says that he will shut his ears and not listen to us when we cry to him, solemn, searching words. The gospel has always been our chief concern. Though we helped in practical ways with shoe boxes, food, clothes, medicine, nappies and milk for the infants, and some activities, we shared the message of Christ 
wherever we went. We feel very much at home with the people we ministered unto, and by the grace of God, we have won our way into their hearts. They know that we love them and care for them dearly. We continually emphasize that we visit Romania to see others one for the Savior. We want to meet them in heaven at God's right hand. Our time with the Deborah girls was special. We sang our hymns and choruses together and called them to seek Christ as their Savior. They were such a help in preparing the shoebox gifts for the poor children that we visited. They gave the team a little tour of the property at Deborah House. We took them out for dinner and they sang with us our songs on the Lord's Day when we visited the Bethany Church in Timisoara. We also enjoyed dinner together on the Sabbath day. In the afternoon, we did something very unusual and interesting. There is a piano in the center of the city that anyone can sit down to play. We took the opportunity on a very busy afternoon to gather around the piano and sing all our songs. It was a wonderful witness to all who passed by. The city was packed with hundreds of people that afternoon. The visit to Rekhash School for the poor children was also a memorable time. Our brother Doru and his wife Radika have a wonderful ministry among these children. Every week they visit to share the gospel message. These children, just like our own young ones at home, sing the choruses, learn the memory verses from the Bible, and have Christ freely presented to them. I had the privilege of presenting a clear and simple gospel message to them before we distributed the shoebox gifts. My first introduction to the work in Romania was 30 years ago when a group of boys from this school visited Northern Ireland. I was the minister in Portavogie at the time and Dr. Barnes had brought them over to our country on a holiday. They visited our churches and enjoyed many wonderful activities during the day. When they came to Portavogie, we took them out into the sea on a fishing boat, had them singing in the church to an audience of school children from the local primary school. We fed them and gave each one of them a special gift of a toy tractor. What a joy it was for me on the Lord's Day at Bethany to meet one of these young men 30 years later. He came to me after one of the services to express his gratitude that Doru had been so faithful to his soul and that his visit to Northern Ireland had made an amazing impression upon him. Praise God, he has found the Savior and about a month ago, he started to attend Bethany. I know that he will get help and encouragement by the congregation there. When I met him, I thought of Mr. Barnes and the text, Cast thy bread upon the waters, and thou shalt find it after many days. The visit to Bougias Juvenile Prison was also a blessing. There are some restrictions now at the prison which prevented us from meeting a large group in the assembly hall like we used to do. Our visit was with just 12 boys who sat at one side of the table and our team at the other. Nevertheless, we sang with them and had a very good witness to them. I have to say they listened well to the message of the gospel. 
We then proceeded to another part of the prison where we met with nine young women and again were given perfect freedom to tell them of Christ who was able to save their souls from perishing. I know that working with these young people who were shut up inside prison walls is trying and challenging, but the door is wide open and we ought to pray for God's servants who labor there so faithfully every week. May the entrance of God's word give light and understanding. Our visit to Muldovanoa on the Saturday was busy and blessed. We only had one translator with us, our friend Graziella. Can you imagine working with over 40 gypsy children and their parents with only one translator? I heard the name Graziella being called more than once. If I heard it once, I heard it 100 times and more. Graziella, Graziella, Graziella. I think it was the most popular name that day. She threatened to change her name to something else. Homes were visited, shoe boxes distributed, food and other items purchased and delivered. We even gave the children a boat ride on the river Danube. Pizzas were devoured, and best of all, the gospel preached. We made a special effort to meet Florica and her family. It was just a couple of months ago that this dear mother professed faith in Christ, and she is trying to bring her children to church and win them to the Savior. Please pray for these gypsy people that there will be multiple conversions. I mentioned how we worship with the Bethany congregation at both services on the Lord's Day. The pastors and people made us very welcome. We are always glad to be in this church with those who are like-minded. Some of our team testified and reported. We all sang with the Deborah girls, and I had the privilege of preaching the Word of God at both services. It was a blessed and memorable day. We enjoyed two nights of informal fellowship. Our friend Lucci organized individuals and groups to come into our hotel and sing to us. These were blessed nights of Christian fellowship with those of like precious faith. Their ministry and song was appreciated and 15-year-old Lois was amazing on the violin. I recorded and shared a well-known piece that she played. It is well with my soul. And I know that this was a special blessing to many. One lady who wrote to me has three sons in glory. She particularly expressed her gratitude for Lois's ministry. It is special when some of these children that we have become attached to over the years come to Susan and I and express their gratitude for all that we seek to do or say to us, we love you, or you are like a father or mother to us. I commend these needy children to your prayerful remembrance. One day we want to be able to say to the Lord, here am I and the children which thou hast graciously given to us. I have spoken to you about some of my impressions. No doubt you will hear a lot more from the group members. They have all their special stories to tell and their amazing experiences to relate. Meantime, pray for this work, for our dear friends in Romania in all their need. Pray that much fruit will come forth 
from the sowing of the gospel seed. Well, could I in his absence thank the Reverend Park for that report? I know that we as a congregation and indeed the session and committee really appreciate the work that he and Mrs. Park do with uh, the people of Romania. Uh, we thank the Lord for the missionary vision that has been given to them and we trust and pray that that will continue. Now we're going to give you an opportunity to uh, change your position because we are going to sing the next hymn, uh, Hark the Voice of Jesus Crying, Who Will Go and Work Today? Philip was speaking earlier about seeing the work to do and I think this hymn talks about the fields are white, the harvest waiting, who will bear the sheaves away. So let's all stand and sing this together, please. So this is the night when we do remember missionary work and revival. And we have uh, 
We've obviously had our reports on Romania, but we have a Missionary Council uh, update letter, uh, which you'll find on the, on the porch, uh, on the table on the way out. Uh, we also have an email, uh, a copy of an email from uh, the uh, Reverend Jonathan Crean about how the Lord is blessing uh, the work in the little village or town of Convoy in the Irish Republic. And uh, this is really interesting to read. I was reading it earlier there, and the Lord certainly is blessing that work there. So I would encourage you to pick these up. There's a number of copies there. Pick them up on your way out. Also in the hall on the way out is a sheet uh, to put your name on if you're able to uh, go to the Let the Bible Speak recording on the 6th of November. So as we come to pray tonight, let us uh, lay before you some prayer requests. Do remember to pray uh, for Israel. Uh, we mentioned it earlier uh, that the Lord will bring peace to that land. Uh, and also we want you to always keep before you the need for peace in the land of Ukraine as well. And particularly for those brothers and sisters in Christ who are, are suffering in that land. Uh, our prayer list uh, is before us as always. Do remember Peter Moy, Joanne Peden, Dorothy Blair, David Davison, Marion Stevenson, Molly Kyle, Maureen Conley, Elizabeth Conley, Hossie Bernabeu, Peter McCook, and of course, baby Jacob also. And another prayer request that came in tonight, just uh, as we had started the meeting, uh, I got it via text, uh, is just to say that Daniel Glenn, you'll all know Daniel, one of our young people here, uh, is on his way out to the Philippines for a couple of weeks to work with our brother Noel Stevenson. Uh, out there. So if you would remember Daniel in prayer as he seeks to, to labor for the Lord over in the Philippines. Uh, he's actually in London at the moment. He's catching a flight about 5 to 10. So before long he'll be in the air. So do pray for Daniel that the Lord will bless him and use him there in the Philippines. So do remember all these things when we come uh, to pray tonight. And so at this point we're going to say Good night to those who are tuning in with us on uh, Sermon Audio, Facebook and YouTube. We thank you for joining with us tonight and for being part of our congregation here. And we're now going to come to our time of prayer. <laughs>